You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, Binge Views. Skip it, stream it, see it, Binge Views. It's time for Binge Views. Raw, grill, and taxi Welcome to Binge Views, everybody. I'm BingeMedia.net. It's Binge Media's look at new releases in theaters this week. I'm Alex and Sarah, and I'm here with our resident Binge Views reviewer, Chad. Mmm. It's new one this time. Thanks. I, I, you switch it up each time. I like it. I like when you What's notice up, that. I like when you <laughs> notice that. It's nice to know that my contributions are being heard and being accepted just carte blanche. So I appreciate that. Right. Are we ever going to get Tom to record the uh, Alex Grill and Chad C on mm, some new releases? That's a really good mm. point. Um, if he listens to this, Tom, I would love a new Binge View sounder. Please. Please. Tom was spitting fire at me in our uh, fantasy football message thread the other night. It was pretty funny. He was? Yeah. Yeah, I was. We were both obliterated, drunk. It's just after Sounds they right. got done re- recording the uh, the podcast, and I just left a uh, show in Lawrence and had way too much to drink. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mentioned something about these fuckers didn't want to didn't w- recorded the only night I couldn't this week, and he was like, "Get your own fucking show. It's, you're not even a host." And just going <laughs> off on me, and I was like, "Yeah, Thanks. I'm better for it because I like all sports, not just one fucking sport." Fucking so, guy. oh, interesting. Yeah. So, if there was a like a uh, binge sportscast hosted by you it would encompass all sports well yeah but i think law and i've been talking we should just do an nba holes podcast you know just all about basketball because those fuckers don't like to but yeah i like baseball basketball football i'm just not one sport exclusive like these guys so yeah you're, you're kind of like a sporty whore you fucking so sporty you toss yourself out there to everybody <laughs> that's Every right sport i love it uh we have two <laughs> new releases this week tell us what we're watching this week on the docket, we've got Punk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, which came out actually theatrically last week and day and date on Peacock as well, so it's streaming right now. And then uh, Barbarian, which releases this week, the new the new release in theaters. That's right. So. That's right. And actually, uh, one of the first, I think, for me at least, since hosting the show, um, I've watched one of these films. I know. That's exciting stuff. Had I What's, had more uh, time, I would have I would have gotten gotten in the other one. But uh, what do you want to start with? Yeah, let's do, let's start with Honk for Jesus for sure. All right, I didn't know anything really about this film. I watched the trailer before we started, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, kind of revealed your hand a little bit off air. But yep. I like I really really like Regina Hall, and I, yep. I I really like Sterling K. Brown too. So uh, give it to me. Yeah. Um... So this is first-time writer-director uh, Adama Ibo. Mm-hmm. This is a satirical kind of mockumentary of a Southern Baptist megachurch that uh, uh, Sterling K. Brown plays Lee Curtis Childs, who is the pastor, who a scandal happened to him, and they're forced to shutter their doors for uh, a period of uh, time while this investigation happens. And uh, this is all about them... The investigation's kind of done at this point. They've reached a settlement with the the people that uh, were involved in this, mm-hmm. and it's all about these two trying to reopen this mega church. Um, all the while, a documentary 
film crew is following them to catch this to kind of like get them some more publicity for this and uh yeah it jumps in between the the aspect ratio flips on this each time so like every time the mock like the, the actual documentary is happening uh it's in a certain aspect mm-hmm. ratio and then you get to see like the behind the scenes of them actually doing shit which it doesn't work at all I, like i was I, gonna say it doesn't seem like it would you gotta be pretty no. fucking crafty to pull that off and i don't think a first time director would have that kind of creative not creativity but like craftiness correct yeah it it um it tries to have its cake and eat it too it's just kind of like uh a lot of i didn't realize that until about 30 minutes in that it was switching aspect ratios because i was kind of like oh is this still a part of the documentary when they're in their bedroom uh like she's giving him a bj oh no no no, it's not okay no it's it's actually what's happening Mm. in real time so Mm -hmm. And this movie also doesn't really know what it wants to be, honestly. Like, it's being marketed as a straight comedy. And I would say the first 30 minutes of it, it's, you know, pretty slapsticky. It's showing them uh, indulging in the, the finer things. They they love the they love um, shopping and wardrobe. And he's all about it, how he looks. Um, very expensive. They live in a fucking, like, mansion, kind of like Righteous Gemstones is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and but then it like I would say halfway through it gets real serious because the whole scandal around this is uh the pastor Sterling K it, mm. it was involved a bunch of uh, young boys like a younger Jesus. like teenage teenage type boys and uh, he's clearly gay as well and like he's hitting on at one point one of the documentary like the videographer for the documentary mm-hmm. and so it's like him trying to cover this shit up while regina hall is standing by him but knows at the same time he's a piece of shit and it's like uh, regina hall is the best part of this movie by far she's great in it she's She's a really good actress like you said yeah fantastic she's great sterling k Brown's great like he's a good actor too there's nothing wrong with him in this i just i think the writing and really i don't i just don't think they knew what they were really going for and i guess this is based on a short too and maybe it's better as a short because it just didn't really work for me at all as a feature-length movie um, do you know how yeah, long I, didn't really like this. I do not unfortunately oh, okay. no I think um, it's from 2018 maybe okay um, okay same same but, uh Regina Hall and Sterling K Brown are in it too or I don't know actually oh, okay. you I, know that I, yeah I, I actually just gotcha. read that before we got on here I, I was looking at some of the trivia stuff and re- saw that so I didn't even know but I was kind of confused by the trailer too tone wise because on, on the one hand it does it comes off as satirical mm-hmm. and then it's one thing to be satirical, but then also do like a mockumentary kind of style. Yeah. Obviously, only a few people that could do that feature lengthwise. Obviously, Christopher Guest is brilliant at it, but sure. um, it seemed really weird when she deadpans to the camera in in the trailer. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's oh oh okay. So we're breaking that. One. Okay, gotcha. And then mm-hmm. so everything you're saying now in terms of like how it's confusing because it doesn't know what it wants to be or like the tone it wants to put out it makes a lot of sense yeah yeah it just it just didn't really work unfortunately that's just why i think universal or focus decided this is gonna go day and date we're gonna try to boost peacock with this which who like who fucking like i don't think this is a movie that's gonna drive people to subscribe to peacock by any means but yeah i I, no no, it wasn't very good unfortunately gonna be a skip it for me a whole ass skip it okay whole ass skip it yeah yeah just just didn't maybe i don't know i just maybe they need to market this more as like a dark comedy instead of what they were because yeah it gets real serious man and it's kind of like almost uncomfortable (laughs) like uh okay like why is this uh 
lady standing by this guy who's clearly a terrible human being and yeah. but that's I, I i get it i mean i grew up fucking in church and shit and that's clearly a lot of uh a lot of religious uh that uh culture yeah stand yeah, by yeah. their man and shit and yeah no whatever the fuck so well yeah i mean if he's into like young boys and stuff like that you really like from a filmmaker's perspective i feel like you have to build up your trust in the audience like yeah. in terms of uh like you can't do that sloppily like it it's really hard to fucking land that especially if yep. it's like so like goofy and mockumentary style and satirical on the front end and then you just pull the rug out under mm-hmm. from underneath the audience and you, but like to that dark of a degree is okay yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah and there's he even inter- he ends up like interacting with one of like the teenage boys like later on in the movie too and uh, it's like oh yeah yeah and there's like a his congregation never never really becomes what like there's like a core five people that are like stand by him and like this guy is innocent and they're with him but it's it's really just about them trying to grow this thing back, and it's clearly going to fall flat. You can kind of see it from a, a mile away what's going to happen too. Yeah. So, yeah, just not not great, unfortunately. So, it's off yeah. to a skip it to start binge views this week. Yeah, like you said, I, I fucking I really do like Re- Regina Hall, and I saw her in last year. Uh, kind of talked about it on the binge cast. Um, I don't think a lot of people watched it, but uh, I think Tom Maloney actually watched it out. Nine Perfect Strangers with Nicole Kidman yeah, yeah. and um, Hulu show. What's that? It was on Hulu, right? The Hulu it was on show? Hulu. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, she was fucking phenomenal. Best thing about it. Best thing about mm-hmm. it. And Nicole Kidman, uh, really hard to look at, but was also phenomenal in it. But yep. I think Regina Hall just fucking stole the show, man. She is so fucking unbelievably good in that. Awesome. Yeah, she's a great actress. Uh, yeah, great show. Um, Bobby Cannavale is fucking great in it. Yeah, isn't uh, not not Margot Robbie discount Samara Weaving in that as well? I think. Yep, great value. Uh, Margot Robbie's <laughs> in it, and uh, she's really good in it too. She's she, man. What, what uh, what was the fucking film she was in? Um, Ready or not? Ready or not? I always want to say Truth mm-hmm. or Dare, but that's not it. That's a fucking Madonna movie. Close, close enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's an or in there. Um. I, I always thought that she was like, oh, she's, you know, really good to look at. And she doesn't really offer much more than that. But she was fucking like she she has some chops. Yeah, she's, she's a good she actress. Was, she was great in that show. Yeah. I think we needed to graduate her from discount at this point. She's she's in her own thing. Samara. I'm sorry. But yeah, Australian. Yeah. You look similar. What what do you want me to do? Hugo Weaving's niece or whatever she is. Right. She's I didn't know she was Australian as well. Nope. Oh, nope. And Agent Smith's fucking niece. Very nice. And she's in, I think she's in, yeah, she's in Babylon with Margot Robbie coming up. Damien Giselle's new movie as well. So you got all this going on. It's just too much. Fucking, yeah, my head's going to explode. <laughs> what do you call it? Um, I'm on IMDb and I just saw this pass by, but has there been a lot a lot of hype with uh, Brendan Fraser and the whale? Uh. Well, because of Venice this week, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the Ven- Venice Film Festival just happened, and it got the ovation, like everything, dude. Oh my god, can we talk about that? Just yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. the cr- the cringiness of the fucking standing ovations of these film festivals. It's so awful. Like, like it's so stupid. Like it, it's such a PR move, too, right? I mean, oh, totally. You, you just fucking plant people into the audience and don't sit down for ten minutes, and then that's all you hear is like. Uh, at the Cannes Film Festival after fucking Pulp Fiction was shown. It was a fucking 15-minute standing ovation. 15 minutes of just standing, clapping? Get the fuck out of here. 
it's cringy it's fucking cringy. awkward and uncomfortable let alone yes. 15 like yeah I, I i actually saw a tweet that listed uh all the movies at venice and their uh standing ovation time is like three minutes five minutes four i think the biggest Dude. one was 14 minutes and that was That's uh ridiculous. martin mcdonough's the banshees of Ina sharon <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. Colin, which is my most anticipated movie the rest of the year for sure but like come on now 14 fucking minutes but yeah brendan fraser he tried to leave the auditorium and the ovation was so much he stayed. So, but yeah, Aronofsky's new movie. Fuck yeah. I'm pumped for that. Yeah. Playing a 600 pound man. Sadie Sink is also in that movie as well from stranger things. So it re- that just reminds me of like when you're just around your friends or whatever, at least like around my friends or whatever. And like you, it's always somebody's turn in the barrel, right? When you're all just mm-hmm. sitting around, just like talking shit. And then everyone gets a turn in the barrel, you know, just get clowned on for a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but then, like, my favorite thing is that person who's like, oh, fuck, I'll leave that. And it's like, oh, no, don't leave. And they're like, what? Okay, fine, I'll come back. You know, it's like, <laughs> shut up, Brendan Fraser, your fucking 900-pound life. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it sounds like he's kind of a shoe in to get an Oscar nomination for that. And uh, it's the Brendan Fraser uh, renaissance, kind of like the McConaissance a few years ago. He's He was oh, supposed to be in that Batgirl movie, which got scrapped. But, uh, yeah. But it's not like <laughs> he was, he was always an amazing actor you know what i mean no no but he had a run with the mummy and george of the jungle and all that shit that's sure, like yeah. five six years there yeah yeah what was yeah. the fucking uh the movie with uh bedazzled is that uh Ooh, with uh, elizabeth hurley yes yes yeah. <laughs> oh brendan oh yeah um yeah i guess i guess he's i guess we can give him a renaissance i guess <laughs> oh he's a it sounds like the he's gonna no, be a killers of the flower moon Know that. Yeah, he's in that as well. Yeah, and, well, he was in uh, he was in Soderbergh's movie last year too that we watched. That was, HBO I, Max. I, I dug that movie a lot. Yeah, I did too. Was it No Sudden Move? Was that what it? Was? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, was good. good. It was good. Yeah, and he was super yeah. fat in that one too. The Fraser Sons. Yeah, I think he was prepping, prepping for the old uh, the whale. So nice. got that going. So uh, I, well, I feel like another actor of this new movie we're about to talk about. Same thing. The Justin Longessance. Like, what the fuck? He's he's in two movies that come out this weekend. One of them is like really limited, I think, streaming as well. But hmm. yeah, nice. um, yeah, let's get the barbarian. So, yeah, I mean, how do we want to approach this, man? Because I think the less you know about this going in, the better. Like for sure. Well, I'll even add another layer. Is I'm doing the show with Jack Valley tomorrow. I'm doing a binge cast. Spoiler alert, yeah. with uh, Jack Valley tomorrow, and he's also seeing Barbarian. Very nice. And, okay. Like I just don't know how much I want to talk about it in this show, and not burn my conversation with Jack on that show. Okay. So, uh, yeah, just, it, you know, like, it's not difficult enough to talk about this movie when the less said about it is the better. I'm going to add another <laughs> yeah. layer to that and not talk that much. About- <laughs> 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 Fucking idiot. I was about to say, I was going to ask you off air. I was like, should we do a spoiler alert? Spoiler. But if you're doing a binge cast, it's out the window. So kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, um yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess we can talk about it from, let's just talk about it from the trailer perspective. Uh, okay. just because I think that might be easier sure. if everyone, even if you haven't seen the trailer and you do wind up seeing the trailer after this conversation, we're still not going to be spoiling anything. We're still not spoiling anything. Correct. Correct. Okay. So yeah, this is, uh, Zach Kreger, who is, uh, one of the whitest kids, you know, it's probably what he's most well known for. Uh, he's only directed one other movie, which was Miss March back in 2009. Uh, and then, yeah, he popped up with this. This is, uh, you got Georgina Campbell's playing Tess in this movie, Bill Skarsgård as Keith, and then, uh, Justin Long as AJ. Those are really our main three, uh, 
role players in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tess is headed to Detroit for uh, an interview for a new job. She shows up at an Airbnb the night before. This is all in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And uh, comes to find out someone else is here. She The, the combo is not working for the, the lockbox. And uh, she gets back in her car. Light flips on. Bill Skarsgård's there as Keith. And, uh, of course, from that, you're like, what the fuck? This, this is creepy. Like, don't go in the house. Like, what are you doing? Like, in the middle of the night. Uh, she goes in. And uh, some shenanigans ensue, essentially. She kind of warms up to him a little bit. And... Uh, yeah, and the, the, this is going to be so hard to talk about, dude. Um, um, well, you know, well, when she gets there, and the the, the trailer kind of leads this on, you're supposed to, and maybe for good reason, believe that Skarsgård is a little creepy. 100%. Yep. And I thought he was a little creepy just because I thought it was the boyhood kid the whole time. I'm like, he's fucking oh, really? great. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just for whatever reason, my brain was like, that looks like the boyhood guy. If he put clown makeup on, he's like, popcorn, cotton candy. It's fucking Pennywise, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so um, you get from the trailer that, you know, we might be a little leery of this guy because creepy block, it seems. Mm-hmm. Middle of the night, it's raining. She has no other options. And he... And, you know, pretty convincingly is like, you want to go back out there? There's fucking no hotels right now. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I guess we could talk about a little bit more of, like, the conversations that they, they have. You know? Sure. Um, uh, <laughs> my wife and I like to call a lot of horror movies out for just having the stupid girl. And it's like, it's yeah. just such a cliche, but it's such an easy thing to put into a horror movie. Definitely. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, half the population that's watching it or half the audience that's watching it is just going to be like, yeah, I kind of been in this situation where I was like creeped out or whatever, you know, like, so that's, yeah. you know, really brings them in and, and whatnot. I thought you were going to say half the people watching it are stupid girls. And I was like, probably, you know, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, maybe even more than half. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anytime we watch these kind of movies, like she just gets so frustrated and I'm, and I'm just like, yeah, stupid girl. So they, she mm-hmm. does Tess, the character, stupid, stupid girl in this movie. Yeah. Stupid, stupid girl. And I'm trying not to get too far. I just kind of want to stay in the house in the beginning part mm-hmm. for a little bit. Sure. Uh, and, you know, they have these conversations where he is trying to let her guard down. But, of course, she has her guard up. So she's mm-hmm. doing the things. Uh, so basically, they both book the same Airbnb but from yep. two different services. One's Airbnb. Two different apps, yep. Yep, yep. And the other one is uh, whatever it is. Like HomeAway or something like that. Yeah, think, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they cross-reference phone numbers to call and stuff like that. That checks out. She comes across – this might be in the trailer, but she comes across like his wallet. She takes a picture of his, his driver's license. Yes. Yep. So she's just mm-hmm. kind of like doing all the things. And I, and I was telling my wife this is, is I think the filmmakers were just like – all right, so these kind of characters do these kind of things in horror movies. So let's mm-hmm. correct that so we don't get called out on that. Does that kind of yep. make sense? No, definitely. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've actually watched quite a bit of uh, interviews with Zach Kreger after this and, like, his whole writing process and what – we'll talk off air uh, a little bit afterwards. But, um, yeah, 100%. Um, 
we I don't we have to the, the basement that's in the trailer and the, the poster is okay. clearly her looking down the steps so yeah she gets back from her she, she gets back from her interview accidentally locks herself in the basement right and then that's really where this movie goes uh you know it, it ramps it up at this point because yeah I think the first like 20 25 minutes is all really a lot of interaction between Keith and Tess yeah and then the basement happens and that's where she gets a little wonky here um now, if you want a visual representation of what stupid girl in horror movie is, just look at the poster. <laughs> just look at the fucking poster. Because the way it's set up, how she's looking down into what we're seeing her look down into with with the stairs and whatnot, like, you're out of there. You're just fucking gone, dude. You're just gone. And it's yeah. it's hard for me a lot of times... To suspend disbelief and throw myself into a horror movie, like I, just, I really dislike this genre. <laughs> but like when, in my mind, when it does it right, it does it really, really well. But oh, like, definitely, this is why it's never going to be one of my go-to genres. It's just your because, favorite, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that last time I was uh, hanging out with you. It's like mm. there. I'd say eighty to eighty-five percent of horror movies are complete and utter dog shit. But the good horror movies are that good that it kind of like props them up like to yeah, a certain yeah. extent. So, but even there's a certain scene in this movie that she kind of sees this, uh, area and she's like, Nope. <laughs> and mm -hmm. then, uh, but still she's like, all right, well, let's see what, what this is all about. Stupid girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess we could just stop leaving it there. Some shits in the basement and, uh, you know, I fucking loved this movie though, dude. I fucking had a super good time with this movie. I thought it was super fun. I, um, Justin Long is such a fucking douche in this movie, like to the umph degree. <laughs> like, yeah, just an, just another level of douche. Oh man, um, and, and like, is there's no, um, uh, he he's consistently douchey. Oh my! Throughout the whole thing, yeah. It, but like, douchey's putting in nicely. Yeah, he's just a fucking unaware creep oh yeah the actor he's playing an actor mm -hmm. who's an actor who's oh, was really he an actor? i thought he, i, I kind of got that he was maybe like a writer or a producer or something like that yeah yeah so he's, oh, okay, a, he's gotcha. like a sitcom actor yeah, mm -hmm. yeah yeah and he's uh just out of touch with what's fucking going on really around him he's just so self-centered so such a prick mm -hmm. and i had actually so i stayed i i Watched the first trailer for this movie and knew nothing about it going in. So, and I think the trailer does a really good job of not really revealing anything of this movie, which is why I every every nope, no sorry no well every after I've watched this movie, everybody I texted to watch it, I was like, no, nothing going in, just going yeah. blind, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, just 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 do that because I mean I had no idea what to even expect from this movie. But once I, you get to the basement, I thought they should have left off Justin Long from the. Like any of the ads or the billing or anything like that. Yeah, I think so. I rewatched the trailer right before we got on. He's mm -hmm. it only shows him kind of once in the little cave, like as he's showing a light, and that's oh, like okay. that, it doesn't really show him much in the trailer. So gotcha, I was like, gotcha, oh okay. Gotcha. But originally that part was offered to Zac Efron, which is kind of funny, and he <laughs> turned it down. So that's why he pivoted to Justin Long. Um, but man, the, I thought there were some really legit creepy fucking scenes in this movie. Uh, one of the people I watched it with, I've actually watched it twice now. Um, the second time my buddy was like, that movie reminded me so much of resident evil, like the original resident evil. 
Hmm. Um, and I've actually heard that a couple times now. Uh, people, some other people that watch it was like, that movie is like Resident Evil. It's fucking like kind of claustrophobic, creepy. Claustrophobic flashback. I mean, flashback, mm-hmm. uh, flashlight kind of uh, deal. Right. Yep. Yep. Mm hmm. 100%. And, uh, and yeah, man, sorry, I, but uh, for the audience, just, what I mean by that is like, it's just dark and claustrophobic, and all you can see is just the beam of the flashlight, and yep. you're just kind of like, oh my God, where is it going to point to next? Kind of, thing. you're just yeah. waiting for something to happen. Quite a few like first person shots of just like, <laughs> yeah, the arm, arm with the flashlight, very right. video game esque, mm-hmm. looking out at what's happening. Uh, uh yeah I, I i really enjoyed this dude I'm a, I'm a big horror guy like i said when it works it really works and um i think this movie's like it's pretty really funny um i i laughed hysterically throughout and i think that's the point too like like you said i agree yeah. dumb, dumb decisions are made of course but it's also it plays into like why though like why they're doing it and it like yeah it just it just really works and uh I watched it the first time. I actually legit kind of like jumped like, oh, whoa, what the fuck? And it doesn't really just rely on jump scares. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of those, but it's not like one of those horror movies. It's just like jump, jump in your face. Uh, yeah, I, I, I dug this uh, quite a bit. This is the movie I was talking about a few weeks ago. I said I saw a movie today that was, uh, I really liked probably in my, my top 10 so far this year. Oh, shit. This is, this is it. This is one of the top 10 of my, of my top 10, wow. I would say. In September, we're early. There's still three months left, but I think this has been a pretty fucking weak year so far for movies, to be quite honest. Mm. Not that I'm taking away anything from this, but everything, everywhere, all at once is still my favorite movie of the year. But yeah, I think this is up there in the top 10, at least for sure. I think really good, really decent, fun horror movie. It's the se- tis the season, right? It's We're in September now. We're Test six weeks away. Mm, perfect. Barbara. Yeah, we're like seven weeks away from Halloween. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. problem with this movie is that no one fucking knows about it. No one yeah. knows this movie's coming out, and this is a Disney property. This is a 20th century movie. They are trying to completely wash their hands of this movie because, let's be honest here, this movie is weird as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what lurks in that basement? Mm, pretty fucking weird. So I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I... Uh, I, I hope people seek this out and watch it. It's it's projected to be number one this weekend with like five million dollars, which is not great. And we're in <laughs> wow. September, but okay. there's just no promotion. There's no promotion behind it, man. Like the, people just don't even know about it. Uh, it was originally this was originally supposed to come out a couple weeks ago, and this weekend it was actually supposed to be the Salem's Lot uh, Warner Brothers movie, but none of the CG is apparently done on that, so they bumped it and they they jumped into this. This spot. This is the this is the same weekend that it came out back in 2017, mm-hmm. and so Warner Brothers kind of staked this weekend as like the horror weekend. The Nun came out what in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done a lot of horror movies this weekend. The Conjuring what was the, uh, was it? no not the third Conjuring. It was uh what was the other one? There's another fucking horror movie. Warner Brothers horror movie that came out the same weekend, but Barbarian jumped in. Bill Skarsgård, you know, Pit, Pennywise, it kind of mm-hmm. jumping in there. So. Yeah, I, I don't know how much. You, yeah, you're you're reviewing it tomorrow, so I, I don't think you're gonna give a rating. But for me, at least, this is a definite see it. I, I hope people go watch this. I mm-hmm. thought it was fun. It's hour forty minutes. Doesn't really. It's not too long. No, um, it's, it's a perfect length for this kind of movie for sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like in my Some opinion, really... horror movies shouldn't be longer than ninety minutes. But you know, this is uh, yeah. you know hour and forty two. It's listed as, and I think that's totally good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, this is see it. We got to see it and skip it this week. Uh, 
I like the poster a lot too. I think the poster. I like cool. the poster a lot too. Yeah, I, I totally mm-hmm. agree with that. I'm gonna say stream it. Actually, <laughs> I'll say stream okay. it. Okay. Um, and it basically just comes down to. Uh, I just the first half is just so fucking. It's just tedious with the decisions. Because it's it's just, I get that. It's just really tough for me. I I can't suspend disbelief in that kind of situation. It's just tough <laughs> yeah. for me, and I really, but I, but I want to though. You know what I mean? Like sure. I want to. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but you can't you can't control what you feel. I mean, no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you can't make yourself like something or I just like what I like. Man. You don't. Yeah, don't yep, like what I don't absolutely. like. But um, I thought she was really good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgina Campbell, she was really good. I thought Skarsgård was great, and uh, Justin Long. Um, it actually is on my shit list because as I'm, I'm telling my wife, so <clears throat> I don't know if I said this on air or off air, I got home from the movie and my wife is like, so, you know, tell me the movie. And I'm like, well, it's good because, you know, it's good that you didn't go because it's a scary movie. Now she's always <laughs> like, I'm always like, do you want to go watch a, uh, a movie? And she's like, is it scary? It's a very first question <laughs> she'll always ask. And her, her field of what is scary is so fucking wide that i'm just like yes it is here let me tell you what it is and it's like that doesn't sound scary and i'm just like god damn it i know (laughs) (laughs) so i'm telling her you know just beat by beat scene by scene we're going through it and i'm like boom justin long's here and she's like oh cute cute and i'm like hey hold on a fucking second I didn't know you had a fucking uh, cute barometer for fucking Justin Long over here. So that might also might might be part of my stream it uh, rating. Okay. <laughs> because fuck Justin Long now. He's on my shit list. I'm looking at his IMDb. He's the exact same age as you. I had no idea. What? Wild. Let's see this. 78, right? 78. Look at that. He's older than you. June 2nd. Look at that. Yeah, fuck it, son of a bitch. <laughs> and my wife says June, June 8th. God damn it. <laughs> but she's 79. Go just watch Tusk with her, and she'll not like him anymore. He's like, <laughs> That's she's a really like, good a, point. Yeah, yeah. He's ugly in that. He's a he's a fucking walrus. Uh, spoiler alert for Tusk. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eight years old at this point, <laughs> right? Um, uh, I think he's in Clerks three in a few weeks too. So think, he's yeah, yeah. The Justin Longestance is a is a foot. I guess so. I guess so. And uh, Jack Valley will be reviewing Cl- Clerks three on the binge cast this weekend. So. Very nice. He's nice. uh, going to see that. Uh, didn't get to Chicago until next week, and um, I don't know. I'm returning some videotapes or something that day. Awesome. Won't be no, supposed to be here today, be, you know? Yeah, I won't be going. <laughs> won't be going to that. So, yeah, we got to skip it. We got to stream it. Or use your stream it. I'm going to see it. Yep. I'm going to skip it mm-hmm. for Honk for Jesus this week. So that's where we're at. It's We're just at a weird fucking – every week I'm going to say this. It's a weird fucking time right now. It's just like – the studios are starving theaters at the moment a little bit. Everything's in, uh, like, it's su- supply. Everyone's heard this shit. Supply mm-hmm. chain, supply chain with whatever restaurants, all this shit. But it's almost like the same thing with like the studios, man. There's like a lot of uh, like the visual effects teams and stuff. They're scaled back from what they were fucking before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that that's another like Salem's Lot. Like like I was saying, the visual effects and shit is not even like close to being done. So they had to push that movie to next spring, that's and then it's it undated at this point. So yeah, it's just a very strange ass time. The next few weeks, there's a mm-hmm. couple. I, I think next week it's going to be so the Woman King is the big uh, wide release from Sony next week. That is the uh, um viola davis 
uh they oh, are yeah, yeah, yeah. the woman right. warrior yep. yeah the woman warriors it's fucking long as shit it's almost like three hours so oh I'll... come on yeah yeah, yeah that was a pretty we decent get... trailer too so like hearing that it's fucking oh yeah it's a little over two hours oh my god two hours and 40 right well actually on imdb it says two hours and six minutes so maybe they mm, cut it. It's, it. Yeah, that's not no, that's not true. That's not it's true. A, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, no, it's, it's longer than that. The trade screening was this week, and I know somebody that watched it. And it was yeah, it was like I didn't actually get to see it this week, but damn, yeah, it was it was two hours and it's like it was two hours and forty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Pearl is next week, which is the prequel to X, which we reviewed earlier this spring. Uh, Ty West. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't even, yeah. So didn't they, they were filmed back to back. Oh really? Filmed, oh okay. Filmed, yeah, he filmed them back to back in New Zealand because that was like one of the only uh, countries that were like al- like allowed to film during the pandemic, essentially. So he oh, had sure. a very small cast and crew and filmed both of those movies back to back. So, yeah, this is the prequel to what happened in that movie. Damn. Uh, and then there's a movie called The Retaliators. I'm going to review next week. Oh, sorry. Retaliators. Spells in there. You got? It. Can you can you pull up the IMDb? I need you to pull it uh, up. Yeah, it says 2021. It's, Yes, but it's it's technically releasing this year. Okay. This is a so it's a it's pastor. A yeah, it's it's a Love pastor that. whose daughter is murdered, and he seeks revenge on them. Uh, the, the biker gang that does it, and the biker gang is composed of members of Papa Roach. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Lee is in this movie. Yes. Um. There's a bunch of like rock people in this movie like craig mabbitt who's um oh, god damn it I'm, I'm used to be a scene kid and i fucking can't even think of the name of his band it's escape the fate yeah he was in escape the fate uh there's a bunch of these like kind of like scene rocker guys in this movie and there's like they all made the five finger death punch i think which is probably the worst band in existence um there's a lot of these rockers in this fucking thing that are like playing the the the, the biker the biker boys so yeah, I'm pretty excited to review that next week. It'll be a be a fun time. And the song they released for it, they did the soundtrack. It is maybe the worst thing I've ever listened to in my life. But. <laughs> does it sound like it does still sound like fucking early 2000s shit? Or oh, it's like the most butt rock thing you've ever heard. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah. fucking trash. Um, oh, Brian so yeah. O'Halloran's in it. From, yeah, uh, from uh, Ozar- yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's right. Him and then uh, well, uh, Mark. Minchaka is uh he's from Ozark. He's uh um, Oh, that guy, yeah, that goes he was good in that. Yeah, he was I, like I think that. we reviewed a movie what was it a couple of years ago? It was it Alone? He's the villain in that movie. Yes, uh, that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I like that movie yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so he, he's, oh, in, he's in the as outsider well. too. That's right. Yep. That dude's awesome. Yeah. So a couple things next week and then we got like Don't Worry Darling in a few weeks, which that's its own fucking conversation in itself, all the shit going on around that movie. <laughs> Avatar uh, re-release is coming out. I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got Bros, Billy Eichner's movie, and then another horror movie, Smile, which was uh, that trailer played on Top Gun all summer. So, oh my god, it's got no, a lot of intrigue and buzz around it. Fucking been been playing like every fucking movie. Yeah, like, every ad, Smile. Mm-hmm. It's like we get it. <laughs> They're smiling. Okay. Stop smiling. There's one thing that I wanted to mention, and it's kind of like at at this point, it's a very hackneyed kind of uh, take. It's a very cold take at this point. It's not even a hot take. It's very cold, and that okay. is the trailers. But I really noticed it, and how long the trailers are before you get to the feature. And it used okay. to be, 
and, and you can speak to this as an industry professional, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you are. Uh, we don't say your whole name, but mm-hmm. your profession. Mm-hmm. You did a couple of weeks ago. I don't think it was cut, but. Mm, yeah, cut. no, no, it was cut. I cut it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't listen back But apparently your fucking words. profession is okay to talk about. Uh, and your industry is okay to talk about, but you know, like people can't fucking add two and two together. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but, um, okay. So I, I feel like the amount of trailer, this is after showtime. I went to a seven o'clock show. I get, mm-hmm. I get there about six fifty, six fifty five, And sure. I don't care about all the Coca-Cola ads, all the fucking, um, what do you call it? Like the, the, uh, what do they call them? The special releases. It's not Fandango. I always fucking say Fandango, but it's not. Yeah, you uh, uh, fathom events. Fathom event. That's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, yep. I don't care about all that, so that's all part of it. But at seven o'clock, I better start seeing fucking trailers, and I do. Mm-hmm. So cool. I'm expect. I I it used to be maybe fifteen minutes of trailers or ten to fifteen minutes. Fucking half hour. Mm-hmm. A half sure. hour. When did it get to a half hour? And what what exactly is it? What exactly – like I know they need to sell their product, but I think it's to to the – the audience is the burden. They take the they take that burden on. I think it's pretty unfair. Like why does it – why does it keep on extending? Why is it going so, to fucking 7.30 instead of like that, 7.15, that, you know? Yeah, so yes, that that is very chain-specific. Uh, gotcha. I'm not sure what chain you watched this at Cinemark, but okay. Cinemark. So essentially, yes, there's, there's advertising dollars that are, there are deals that are made. There are certain things that go on behind the scenes that, yeah, in order to play a certain amount of trailers ahead of time. Yeah. Theaters get paid to play trailers mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it kind of helps both, both properties there because, uh, in, in, what, we're in 2022, YouTube, all these other fucking avenues for ads and trailers. But at the end of the day, um, there's been many studies and shit and whatever. Seeing a movie trailer in the theater drives more people to the theater than even all these other, like, you know, NFL football and all this other shit. Gotcha. That kind of, yeah, that that that, that is essentially, I can tell you. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can accept I, that. I, can, I, I accept that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, and Coke ads. I mean, that that that's yeah, Coke and whoever else, Pepsi. They whatever, just have those certain... relationships with those specific chains. Correct. They have so, deals like, in that. place yeah, that totally. have to be done and shit. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it. Yeah, it's chain specific. I can tell you. Um, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. But, yeah, <laughs> it's just it's chain specific. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha I think gotcha. AMC is a, AMC. Maybe even long. Like AMC is fucking. They'll play like 18, like so many fucking trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I agree. Right. I agree. It's kind of out of control, but that's kind of where it comes down to. There's so, and the thing too is there's so many fucking studios, man. At this point, I mean, yeah, you're 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 four or five major studios, and then there's all these other smaller ones, but. They're trying to get their shit on their your movies as well, and yeah, it's 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 all about eyeballs on the fucking ad and going from there. So I kind of feel like I want a job in a theater now, but not like not inside the theater. Like I want to be fucking. uh, I want these these studios to be kissing my ass right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Disney definitely doesn't kiss anyone's ass. They just say fuck you. Of course not. (laughs) Hell no. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty good though. Get my ass kissed every day. 
buy you play Mickey all these Mouse, things in personally. your fucking uh, theaters? And I'd just be like, maybe. Maybe we'll play this trailer. What are you, uh, you going <laughs> to send over here? Yeah, the problem is they need to push back and be like, hey, give us more content, and then we will we'll do that. That's the problem. We just everything's lacking content right now. Uh, it's just it's just there's not enough movies being made. Oh, okay, because by... I was gonna say that seems crazy because I feel like we have too much content. Oh, but yeah, it's all yeah, streaming in general though. for streaming and yeah, right, and right, it's, right. It, that 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 relationship and shit is still ongoing. Like the, so, the the glass onion, the knives out yep. trailer went mm-hmm. up the other day. Didn't have a theatrical release date, but I can tell you that those negotiations are going on ongoing because Knives Out, I think it what it made four hundred and thirty million dollars, fucking uh, all in, all in on an original movie in twenty nineteen. So if Netflix legit chooses to do their normal uh, thing with that movie and like we're gonna do a one week theatrical and then go on, I think it goes on Netflix December twentieth or something or eighteenth somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, three hundred and twelve million all in for Knives Out God for an damn. original movie had nothing behind it domestically one hundred and sixty five million. So yeah, I mean that's just money that Netflix is leaving on the table, and I can tell you they paid four hundred million or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they didn't pay that much. I'm sorry, that's stupid. They they paid a lot of fucking money though for Knives Out two and three for Ryan Johnson because he negotiated exclusively the first one was Lionsgate and then it was left open and he didn't uh, sign beyond that, which is why. The biggest bid went to Netflix, and I think he's obviously very theatrical-based, too. He wants that, but yeah, it's just, yeah. I think eventually it's going to get to there. Apple is starting to get more into that, um, Mm. more theatrical, and then going to, like I've said before on this podcast, it's very proven that if a movie goes to theaters first and then streaming, it's way more successful than going straight to streaming, and then it's out of the conversation within a week or two. I mean, it just is what it is, like... What's that fucking Jamie Foxx vampire movie that came out a few weeks ago? What it had that weekend, people were talking about it, and I've not heard a single fucking person say anything about that movie since. So it's right. like, yeah, yeah. It, it just it falls out of the conversation and it leaves no lasting impact or legacy with anything. It's just fucking nothingness movies, essentially. It's just like you said, yeah, content is overloaded right now, but theaters are kind of like, hey, give us some fucking product. Yeah, we're still here. Yeah, <laughs> so, we're still here. Yeah, I mean, Top Gun is now the number five highest grossing movie of all time. It's proven, you know, put your movie in theaters. It fucking works. So, yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's the same thing as like, like I said, in the nineties theaters were selling fucking VHS tapes in the lobby at a certain point. Every, every yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. every decade, it's a new thing. Theaters are dead. They're true. gone. So what is the pandemic? They're gone. But I guess this is basically, binge view is basically a fucking industry podcast too at the end of the day. <laughs> so I'll just ask it like, so what's going to be the course correction, right? So like we're, we're too balances everything so like when something is tilted to one side there's got to be a course correction to you know balance the scales so like what do you think is going to balance those scales in terms of it's not just going to be in a deluge of fucking content streaming but in theaters you know like what what do you think is going to be that balance like now i know they're trying to um you know uh Jaws in 3D was this past mm-hmm. Labor Day weekend. Like things like that yeah. are they're they're great ideas. I love those ideas. Mm-hmm. For me, like I the idea of going to see Jaws in 3D is pretty cool, but that's not my movie though. But I would go see when they re-released uh Reservoir Dogs in theaters. Mm-hmm. I went to watch that. When they re-released Pulp Fiction in theaters, went to watch that. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, absolutely. 
I just feel like, you know, what is that next thing to fucking just, you know, balance the scales a little bit to get people in theaters again? Well, I think a lot of it is like, I mean, right. It's just, it's the streamers are so new right now. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. all this Disney plus HBO max peacock, all these have surfaced in the last four or five years. Eventually they're all going to like, there's not enough people that will stay subscribed to a lot of these. I think, you know, your Netflix is Disney plus Hulu's. I think those are probably going to be like the big three, obviously forever. Like they've got Comcast behind them. HBO max is what it's, it's backed by discovery at this point and shit. But a lot of them, like Peacock, Paramount Plus, who knows how long those are going to last? Like, it, this, it, like during 2020 when everyone's at their house, their fucking stock numbers are all up. It's all about money, all about money, all about money. Um, but eventually, yeah, they're, they're going to eat themselves at a certain point and just be like, okay. And so then it's going to swing back, and it, there's going to be some type of compromise. The biggest thing was always the theatrical window, right? It was, used mm. to be fucking 90 days. Nine, it, it's crazy to think about. 90 days in theaters. Which I think Top Gun did over, it's over like 100-something days at this point, and then it finally went to streaming a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. which is, it's, I don't think it's actually free yet. It's still pay uh, pay uh, premium on demand right now. It's like 20 or 30 bucks if you buy it at your house. And is that an um, open-ended contract? Like for something like, um, say, Top Gun, in, in, uh, in, in terms of like it being in theaters, is it like, all right, we're going to do 90 days or we're going to do X amount of days. Um, but in the case that it does, you know, just take off, waka, 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 take off, um, mm-hmm. it, we can extend it for X amount of days as well. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, it's, it's film, it's super film specific right now. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, so like universal has a thing right now that is, um, their smaller titles, their 17 days is like their, their main window. So that's three weekends in the theaters mm-hmm. and then that monday after the third weekend it will go up for premium on demand so it, i can tell you that the majority of movies uh in theaters make 80 to 90 percent of their gross in those first three weekends and then they fall off a cliff that just is what it is like outside of your marvel movies your big tent poles those will obviously in top guns that type of shit but the small that, that that's that's the big issue right now is the middle the medium sized movies. There's not mm-hmm. enough of those right now, right? So yeah. there's like the small independent shit, and then there's the giant blockbuster shit, which has always been in theaters. Which if you look back even ten fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. what's always been the top fifteen domestic grocers? It's always fucking IP, Harry Potter, fucking Marvel, DC. All the mm-hmm. it's all the same shit. It's just a lot of the middle type movies aren't being made enough right now, and most of those are going to streamers and then just forgotten about. So. Yeah, it's it's just it's it, it, we're I think it's a very feeling out phase still. Um, I, I think actually a lot of the the day and date shit kind of worked in theaters' favors too because it doesn't hurt the first weekend of any of those movies because mm-hmm. the people that are going to watch them in theaters usually go out that first weekend. But it shows the second weekend the legs are completely cut off and then it just loses a fuck ton of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just, yeah, it's, that was like the big thing with Halloween Kills last year. Mm-hmm. I think it, what is that? Um, let's see. I don't think, it never got to 100 domestic, but it made like 40-something opening weekend and then the second weekend and everything. I think it ended up in like the 80s. Uh, let's see. Yeah, ninety-two million total. Uh, domestic is what it made. One hundred and thirty overall worldwide. Uh, so what was the opening? 
49, $49 million opening. Second weekend, it dropped 71% to $14 million. Uh, and then, yeah, third weekend, it made $8 million to 39% drop. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's the big... Uh, the, the legs are cut off with day and date. That's kind of... And that, that swung in the theater's favor because you can... Those numbers are out there now because theaters or studios have always been trying that... Uh, trying to do the day and date. They've always wanted to see those numbers. And now you've got mm-hmm. like two years straight of it, of what you can see, which is why uh, the Discovery dude, Zaslov, is it his name? Yeah, David Zaslov. He's the one that's like, oh, we're actually moving a lot of shit to theatrical first. Like that Evil Dead oh. movie is now going yeah, theatrical yeah, yeah. exclusive. Nice. The House Party remake that LeBron's producing is going theatrical exclusive. There was supposed to be HBO Max exclusives, and now they're going to theaters first. So... Yeah, there, it's it's going to be a lot of touch and go over the next year or two, I think. I think maybe by like 2024, mm-hmm. we kind of have a more normal path that we can see. But yeah, shit's always evolving, man. Like DVDs came out and oh, that sure, was the yeah, yeah, theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. VHS came out, that was in the theaters. I mean, it just, it always is the same but thing. But it, People... it does suck, though, that there's so much content streaming, right? That's going straight to streaming. It's great. You, you have uh-huh. a big, and I and I'm just like speaking from the artist perspective. You get your stuff out there. That's great. That's what you want. You you want to get your art out there and have the most eyes on it as possible. Sure. The problem is, it just gets lost. Yeah. It gets lost in the 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 craziness that is Netflix, right? In terms of like the amount of stuff that's on, and it's not even Netflix. It could be like any other streaming services. Um, it just gets fucking lost. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how, how do you even stand out at that point? And it, and it, and a lot of times the burden is put on the, the artist or the production team or the creative team to like, well, you know, well, are you, you know, pushing that out there? You know, like the studio saying like, yo, are you pushing it out there? You should be pushing it out there or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not my fucking job. My job is to make the <laughs> art. And like, if I wanted to be in marketing, I would be in marketing, you know, yep. like that kind of thing. And it, I just, it, I think it kind of sucks from that perspective. Yeah. And I mean, to your average, like uh, we're fucking movie nerds, right? We, sure. we know yeah, what yeah, shit's yeah. going on. Like, oh, this, we're, we live in a bubble all the time but like True. your average person doesn't know what the fuck is going on like mm-hmm. your average person doesn't have peacock paramount plus hbo max fucking hulu netflix all this other shit oh is that movie going to theaters first or is it going to the-? like they just don't they're not even aware most yeah. of the time of what yeah. what is what like what is day and date what is this shit we do we're fucking nerds like i said but like mm-hmm. to your average consumer yeah it's you're not doing them any favors because it's just like oh i don't know how when i can watch this movie or what like, yeah it's just Shit's weird, man. Shit's a, it's a weird fucking time in this uh, movie business that we're in mm-hmm. and but shit. So. It almost seemed like before the pandemic, too, uh, like this was still kind of – it was almost like the, the first act of the issues that we're talking about. Like it, it was already kind of going there before the pandemic, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. Well, it, yeah, it started with Irishman, really. Irishman – Oh, right. Yeah. Netflix wanted to do a six – they were willing to do a 60-day window. But theater owners pushed back on that and said, no, 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 that's not enough time. 60 days. And so then they're like, all right, cool. So we'll do our normal like one or two week thing and Mm -hmm. then jump from there. But yeah, it's 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 yeah, it was it was always on the horizon. It was coming regardless. Um, Gross. Um, But (laughs) But yeah, the pandemic just fast forwarded everything. Yeah, it just accelerated it multiple years. Yep. And which it needed to happen. 45 days is plenty of fucking time like that. That's where like Paramount's doing a 45 day window and shit. And that's, you know, six weekends in theaters and then goes on. You kind of realize, okay, after six weeks, 
It's going to happen because the majority of people that want to see that movie are going to watch it in the six fucking weeks. Um, did you know about the National Cinema Day that just happened last weekend on Saturday? Mm, tell me about it. So it was uh, it was announced, I think, the 28th, maybe the Sunday before. Uh, all movies, all formats last Saturday were $3. So you could go to IMAX. You saw Jaws in 3D, oh, which nice. is normally like $16, mm-hmm. 17 bucks. It was $3 no matter what. IMAX, PLF, 4D, all that shit. It was $3. So, what is um, PLF? Premium large format, which okay. is what the majority of studios are, which is IMAX. Uh, so Cinemark has the XD? XD. So would, that be what, would that be a PLF? Yeah, yeah. There's okay, grand gotcha. screens. There's yeah. It's each theater, each chain has their own specific their own kind of title yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. IMAX is its own brand, which is premium large format. But yeah, that's the, that's sort of the biggest thing with like Shazam moving out of this year. Um, mm. That was supposed to come out on the, uh, the 16th of December. Or no, it was supposed to come out the 21st. Avatar's the 16th. But Disney makes deals where hey, our movie has to play in a PLF for two or three weeks, and uh, you can't. You can't take it off of it. It's a contract. So Shazam would have had none of those screens, and that's where you get all the upcharges, all the fucking more expensive. Mm. So it's like it makes more sense for them to move out of this year because they're not going to get those screens because yeah, Avatar's yeah. got claim to that throughout Christmas. So there's just so many back-end weird shit going on, and yeah, it, it just kind of – your average person has no fucking idea, but they'll see, oh, Shazam moved out of this year. The theaters are dead. They're fucked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, it's always the sky is falling, and – they're still around, man. They're still around. And then, well, the the big thing with the Regal right now, they just filed for bankruptcy. I saw, yeah, so I read every, an article on that. Everyone's on that jock right now, and they've also not been smart with their money, and they've done some Didn't dumb shit. Like and there's it, yeah. there's some other, a lot of other things with uh, their CEO, where there's, he's being countersued for shit, and yeah, it, it's a whole fucking conglomerate of weirdness, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, we're, uh. We'll get there. I think uh, 2023 is really stacked with a lot of titles, and uh, 2022 is a little scarce still. I mean, Black Panther and Avatar, the the big, and Black Adam, a couple other really big titles the rest of the year, but a little scarce the rest of 2022. But once we hit 2023, the ground will be running, and summer is huge. There's like four Marvel movies next year. Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, speaking of Black Panther, I saw that, I, I saw the Wakanda Forever trailer for the first time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I hadn't seen it before and I just saw, you know, it was, uh, in front of uh, barbarian mm-hmm. Niagara falls, Frankie angel. Niagara falls. No, it, it was a fucking, it was a, that was a sweet fucking trailer, man. I really, oh, yeah, that trailer. It was great. really, mm-hmm. really good. You see yep. those claws at the end. You're just like, fuck yeah. You know, you get fucking hype, baby. Who do you think it is? Do you think it's Letitia or do you think it's Lupita? That's that's the big room right now. It's like, is it a sister? Is it Lupita Nyong'o that's going to be Black Panther? Someone's taking up the mantle. I think so. it's Latrell. I think it's Latrell Sprewell. The, the old oh, NBA player. <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I mean, he was ba- he was basically Black Panther on the fucking court. That dude was swiping at everybody. I love well, he, that dude. He, he choked his own coach out. That's you know? right. Yeah. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. And then he had the fuck. Do you remember the Sprewell shoes he had? Yeah. He had the spinners in them. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> What's the last time you heard fucking Latrell Sprewell thrown up in conversation? Only I don't know. On, only on binge views because my That's... sports knowledge only goes so far. Back to the New York Knicks. Where they go, oh, he played for the Warriors for a bit. He did. <laughs> um, so this is Industry Corner with uh, Alex and Chad. Thanks for joining us. And we also <laughs> review fucking movies too on this uh, podcast.
Hey, we get it. We we used in the past twenty minutes sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. Like, some, like sometimes we um we talk about the movies itself, and that it's only twenty thirty minutes. You know, we had a longer discussion about the industry itself because I have an industry expert on the air. So let's fucking go, <laughs> baby. Let's go. It's right. It's fucking right. <clears throat> and not that you work in the industry. You just read Variety and the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, I just read Deadline, Hollywood Deadline, Reporter, yeah, Variety. Yeah, Every day I just fucking scan it. You know, right. I fucking, I'm so versed in it, you know. <laughs> I haven't uh, worked the... here for 16 years or anything like that. No. That's right. Yeah. That's right. No. You're only reading those for 16 years. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us on Binge Views. This week on the Binge Cast, you will be hearing uh, Jack and myself – talk about clerks three barbarian and we're doing a docker preview in which uh one of us has seen a movie the other one hasn't and we introduce it to the other person so i have never seen master and commander jack really likes that movie so we're going to review that together and we're also going to review 48 hours i grew up with that movie with the old man and uh jack has never seen it so and you know i know he's a walter hill fan i'm just i'm very excited to talk to him about that movie because you couldn't get Two movies that are more different than uh, 48 Hours and uh, Master and Commander, Far Side of the World. Yeah. yeah. Although, so I'm excited to listen to it. I guess that Master and Commander is kind of a buddy movie. You know, they're on a ship. They're all drinking, talking shit. But, um, you know, there were no N-words dropped at all in Master and Commander. In 48 Hours, there was at least uh, one of them per hour. So there you go. Oh, fuck. Oh, sorry. We're gonna, I'm gonna sidetrack for you. And Walter yeah. Hill's got a new western. You know that, right? Mm, no, I didn't. know 2022. That. It's Christoph Waltz and Willem Dafoe. I think it just screened in this actually. Yeah, it's called Dead for a Dollar. Oh, I love the title of that. Mm-hmm. Rachel Brosnahan from uh, the fucking Amazon. Uh, what the fuck is the show? I think that's where uh, fucking PJ started. There's fucking titties. Uh, well, he he did it after law. Sorry, but it's uh. Mrs. My- Maisel. She's in that. Yeah. Heard it was pretty good. I like New this Western. cast. Willem Dafoe. Walter Hill Western. Christoph Waltz. Benjamin Bratt. Right. Nice. I tracked this. Sorry. But no, 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 no. You brought he, up 48 hours. Yeah. He directed this. He co-wrote um, this with uh, somebody, Matt Harris. Wait, I just that? wish we could have done our uh, Wild Bill Walter Hill movie that we never got to do for binge views because we never we did, or not binge views uh movie well, homework we, yeah. we all started and we're like we're not finishing we're like fuck this fuck the it's the only time in movie homework history that all three of us are like we're not doing a show this week this movie stinks and it does <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure I turned it off like in uh, 45 minutes have you ever seen 48 hours. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't nice, think I've seen nice. another 48 hours, but I've seen 48 hours. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's basically like watching uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. You know, it's just a, it's a different and, uh, you know, less inferior, an inferior uh, sequel counterpart yeah. to uh, the original movie. Just capitalizing off that, make the money. So, oh, pretty I mean, much. I get it. Like, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if there's anything better than young fucking Eddie Murphy, like 21 year old Eddie Murphy, top of his game. He just this young kid fucking been doing stand-up comedy since he was like 14. Yep. And he's just got the chops. He can fucking hang with Nolte. I uh, looked up Nolte's age in 48 hours. He was 41. And he sounds Jeez. like he's 70 years old. <laughs> of fucking, course he does. It's fucking amazing. It's 
fucking amazing. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's going to be the binge cast. And on the full binge this weekend, we do the Ben Affleck movie tournament. And we uh, try to figure out what is, according to us, according to the voting panel of myself, Pete MC, and Jim Law, what is the best Ben Affleck film? And since we already recorded it, I know it. And I'm not going to spoil it. So Ooh, make sure you I'm sign excited up. to hear this. Make sure you sign up for Patreon. That's going to be on Patreon. The full binge. Patreon.com slash binge media. Five bucks a month gets you the Ben Affleck tournament and all of our previous tournaments and exclusive content, including commentaries. All right. Uh, sick of hearing myself talk. Okay, buddy. Um, next week? Week after? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think next week. Maybe this. Maybe the same time next week. Yes, yeah. quite a few movies, and one of them is like three hours, so I might need to get to them a little bit. I haven't, I haven't seen them ahead of time, so yeah, gotcha. we'll we'll do it next week, and we should be able to do a show that a week after too. I think the next cool. couple of weeks we'll be we'll knock it out. So nice, yeah. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. See you. Listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at bingemedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at patreon.com slash binge media. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget. Shut up, I'm waited. I'm alive.